Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I am joined by Gabrielle, our resident astrologer at the Light Path Collective. Gabrielle talks us through what we can expect the skies to be swirling and cooking up for us in 2023, and hopefully this will all help us be prepared and ready for the growth, the expansion, and the joy that the cosmos is ready for us to embrace this year. Welcome, Gabrielle, back to the podcast, back to chat all things astrology. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to be here. It's always really cool to chat about these things. I know since we spoke last, many people have had the opportunity to work one-on-one with you and uncovering our own personal astrology is always so insightful and so helpful. But today I can't wait to really get a forecast into 2023, like a little peek behind the curtain energetically or cosmically at perhaps what's going to be presented to us. But before we dive in, I know last time you were on, you gave us a beautiful Dr. Zeus quote. So I'm going to ask you again because you have the opportunity to give us another favorite quote if you have one. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to go into astrology of 2023 and it's been so beautiful connecting with people and being able to go into their personal alchemy as well. So thank you for all of it. Um, I think that my quote today, and I think it's very fitting with um, where we're going with this chat today, but it's, um, it's John Lennon and it's everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And I think it's really beautiful just to remember at all times in our life that it's going to be ups and downs. It's all cycles. But, you know, if you tap out at the bad bit, you're tapping out at the dip before it's going to get good again. Oh, exactly. That is so true and so wise to remember that. And I think if we're going around expecting our lives to be constantly happy, constantly easy, then A, you're delusional and B, I think you're really setting yourself up for massive disappointment and failure. So I'm not about being pessimistic and expecting the worst and then being surprised by the best, but I'm realistic in that if I don't have those times of challenge and of pushback, um, feedback, whatever it is, either for myself or externally, I'm I'm just not going to grow. So there's no point in not having those times and almost running in and sitting in those times knowing that it is going to be a point of nourishment in the end. Exactly. And I think there's so much beauty that we get from the hard times as well. Like we get to know ourselves better. We get to really recognize who shows up for us at the hard times. Um, and then we get out of it and it's almost like the world looks a little bit different, but there's so much more gratitude that we can have for the good times. Oh, so true. Now, that that convo has made me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> are you telling me that 2023, the skies are going to provide for us a little bit of a mm show or um, <laughs> be less traumatic than what I'm feeling right now? Okay, sorry. No, don't, don't worry. I'm just saying because right now when we're recording this, we're getting out of the 2022 eclipse season. Um, 
into, you know, Sagittarius season, it's all much more fun. Um, so it's just kind of heavy on my mind, everything that we've just gone through. Um, but I think that 2023 is in general going to be a really beautiful year and I'm really excited. There's some really great highlights and, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get into it. Also, though, a lot of um, a lot of room for transformation and growth, I will say, especially when it comes to really looking internally at where we want to go, grow and who we want to become. Well, we're here for it. Hit us. Go, <laughs> go for it. Okay. So... Um, there's a few events going on that I'm like I'm trying to work out if I should kind of mention and then kind of go into them. Do you think that's a good way to structure it? Yeah, whatever you think. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, okay, cool. So um, I think the most, the one that's like kind of the most exciting for me is that we've got Saturn entering Pisces. And so at the beginning, so for the last three years since sort of 2020 till like the end of 2022, we've had Saturn in Aquarius. Um, so Saturn is the planet of like restriction, but it's also the planet of hard work that, you know, leads to the growth. It's um, it's restriction and responsibility. So as a collective, the experiences that we can expect with Pisces, with Saturn moving into Pisces is going to be a lot of reflecting on kind of like mature spirituality so what we were talking about not spiritual bypassing not expecting everything to be all good all the Um, time um but also realizing like what kind of life did we come here to live holistically um so that's going to kind of be and it starts off in march next year and it's going to go on for like the next few years so also if you have any pisces placements if you're listening to this you know like a pisces sun or you know moon or anything really um, go and have a look at your chart and think about how maybe you're going to be asked to mature or, you know, step into this new kind of, yeah, I guess like growing up phase of yourself. Okay, so that's really good. So Pisces in Saturn, uh, Saturn in Pisces, sorry, wrong way around, yeah. is going to be about us maturing into the way in which we really want to authentically and soul aligned be in this world. Yes, and I think it's a really beautiful carry-on as well because I think a lot of the maturing into our authenticity was very I was very Saturn in Aquarius. Mm. But then, like, maturing into who we want to be for the world, so not just who we want to be for ourselves, which was a bit more Saturn in Aquarius, but now how do we want to take that authenticity to show up for our community, for the world, to make the world a better place, if that makes sense? That 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 does because a question I get asked a lot and which is why I released a podcast episode just on it in November last year or 2022 was about purpose and finding your purpose because it's the biggest question I get asked by people. And in um, I think it was our very first live I did with um, Claire, our tarot reader, it was what we were just really shocked by was when we went on live and we invited people to come on and ask us a quick question. Every question bar one was about career and to me that's purpose and showing up in the world. So even if you didn't know this, I can clearly see how it's already building and playing on our psyches really. Absolutely. That's amazing. And I think as well it's um a really big thing that's like really underpinning everything because like all the other stuff that's going to be going on next year, which we'll get into, um, is really just understanding this kind of illusion of separation, like we are also connected, but we are all also so individual. And then really bringing balance to that, I would say, is the main thing for next year. It's like, where do we end as individuals and the world begins? But also, 
we don't really and we are part of the world we are nature and we are individuals in nature and what does that actually mean to you um so that's a big question for next year big with a capital b question (laughs) and such a good question to to reflect upon i love that okay what else is going on all right so um also, though, I do really want to say, which is it's really interesting because it's almost like there's some conflicting energies, but when you look at it as a whole, nothing is conflicting because it's all working together for the sake of it. So while this could seem really destabilising in some ways, this Saturn and Pisces being like, oh, wow, um, I have a human body, but I am more than a human body, but I came here to have a, you know, that whole spiral, but also being very grounded. And it's also like a big year to kind of focus on stability um, security and individuality really like taking it back to basics I'm really 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 excited for um, Jupiter moving into Taurus that's in May just moving ahead a little bit just because that's my highlight of next year I think it's going to be really beautiful Taurus is like the most in my opinion like feminine beautiful kind of archetype so the idea of Jupiter in this archetype is really about bringing a lot of focus on two beauty and stability like giving yourself a really strong foundation to then explore just what makes the world beautiful I guess like you know the connections pleasure food like all of those things that we need to live but then also make life pleasurable and more beautiful to live got it got it so where's Jupiter now where has where has it been hanging out so Jupiter oh sorry Jupiter is well where has Jupiter been I should say because yeah (laughs) yes no so Jupiter is also the planet of expansion so wherever Jupiter is sitting is like where it's being blown up in a good way sort of thing that's where there's a lot of luck and joy to come from collectively so right now we have Jupiter in Pisces Jupiter's just gone out of retrograde in Pisces so for the majority of 2022 we had Jupiter in Aries and so yeah it was a big focus on especially if you want to check as well like the Aries house in your chart but more individually for you um but really focusing on yeah, a little bit of individuality, a lot of go energy. I think for most people this sort of year, especially from sort of May onwards, May to October, has really been like, okay, let's go. What are we What are we working towards? How can we get there? Um, so next year, yeah. Won't that be the same in Taurus though? Because I always think of Taurians as kind of like headstrong in terms of what they want to focus on. That's how I see Taurian energy, but correct me. No, that's like if... um. I can see Torian energy as quite stubborn, yeah. I would say. I guess that's the kind of way I was trying to say stubborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it can be quite stubborn in terms of, like, it's very hard. I, I have a Taurus stellium. Um, it's very hard to get people, some Taurus people, to do what they don't want to do as, as an archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be the first to admit that, so don't count me. Um, but yeah. I've, I've definitely found that with the Tauruses that I know for sure. Yeah. Um, but as well... It's not so much, I mean, when, okay, so Taurus energy is very much when you want to do something, you will definitely do it, but it's not so much a hard working kind of thing. It's more like, okay, this needs to get done and then somehow it just gets done, but it's a bit effortless. It's just very go with the flow, make it happen. Maybe it's like pedaling underneath the surface, but for the most part, it's what you want to do so it doesn't feel like work. That's what I would say. Whereas Aries is like, it's what I want to do. We're going to make it happen. Got it. Um, yeah. And I would also say those are the two youngest of the archetypes. So Aries is very like little boy energy. And then Taurus I often think of as little girl energy. So when you think of like 
<laughs> you know, little boys. It's just like, wow, I have this body. What can I do with this body? Look how fast I can run. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just weigh against this tree because I can weigh against this tree. Yeah. Whereas more, when you see very, very little girls, they're often incredibly feminine and they're very like, oh, wow, what can this world do for me? Like, what feels good on my body? What, what you know, I want cugs. I want mum. I want to play. But it's less like intense energy going towards something. Well, I can definitely deal with a little bit of in, less intense energy. And if luck and abundance and expansion is going to be yes. brought to this, then I'm here for it. <laughs> Sounds yes. good to me. Very like luck and expansion coming from our ability to receive. And I think that's another thing going on with this Saturn in um, Pisces energy. It's like, how can we actually receive what we want instead of putting so much energy towards what we want, putting energy towards who we want to be and how we want to make a difference in the world. And just letting like letting the good come to us because we're doing good rather than doing good because we want good to come to us. Oh, big distinction there. I like that. Um, so that's another lesson, I guess, for next year. Not lesson, but you know what I mean. Yeah, something that will be will be, I guess, provided the energy with which to explore yeah. within our own tensions and boundaries and abilities, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So I do like I do just want to say that I think all of what makes this what makes like this conversation and listening to this conversation beautiful is how we can embody it in our own lives. So mm-hmm. it's one thing just to listen to it, but also thinking like, okay, how can I just be a good person and not expect a reward from it and then just let good come to you because you're good is what I would just say is my advice for the next year as a whole um we're also having this okay so the nodes of the moon so obviously in eclipse season it's all run by the nodes of the moon so at the moment the north node which is sort of like where we're being invited to move towards has been in Taurus So that's also really exciting for me is that as we're moving into Jupiter going into Taurus, it's almost like these big lessons that we were meant to, you know, be integrating over the past few months of this year, they are going to be where we get joy next year. And I think that's really cool. Um, And as well, so the the nodes of the moon are moving. So the north node is going to be in Aries and then the south node is going to be in Libra. So really focusing as well on... Yeah, like what is your individual talent? What is your individual power? What is your individual magic, like as yourself, um, to then put into this world? And really owning what makes your magic your magic is another thing next year. Uh, the final thing I kind of want to say, and then we can sort of move on and come back a little bit, but um, is that, again, very stabilising. There's a lot of energy going on, which could kind of be a little bit unstabilising, but what really brings it all back together all the Mercury retrogrades next year are taking place in Earth signs. Um, And I think that what's really cool about that is that all of this big energy, but it's all coming back to, and now how can you refine it? How can you ground it and put it onto this Earth? Okay, love that. Because, again, a retrograde is, I say it every time, it's just a time to go within, reflect, review, revisit, rework, all the re's. Um, and to do that in Earth sign makes me feel like whatever we're whatever we're con- not confronted with, but whatever comes up for us in Mercury retrogrades next year, to me sounds like we're actually going to be able to do something with it and ground in it. So, how what a great opportunity! And now that is fascinating to me that they're all in Earth signs. Wow. 
Yeah. So um, yeah, it's all very grounding, making it yeah, making it happen in this in this world because I think as well like we've had so much time and the past years sort of look like really going inward really focusing like you know major separation and just like who are you as an individual and now we're wanting to also remember who you are as an individual like remember that don't lose sight of that but now put it into the world yeah because you know that that whole few years that we've had that's that's really shaken us all individually but also as, as a collective to the core in terms of how quickly things can change. And we know that, you know, if you didn't learn the lesson, that sense of self um, and the, the ability to be able to nurture and hold yourself is the most important skill in the world. Like if you didn't learn that over the last few years, then I don't know where you were. Um, and now it's, I like that idea that now it's time to be like, okay, so you've had all this time to sit with yourself, understand yourself and emerge and how does thou that play in to the consciousness as a whole, but knowing that the consciousness has also shifted. So for me, it feels a little bit like preschool. The analogy that I'm seeing in my head, it's like, okay, so you know how to, sh- to share or you know how to say please, you know how to say thank you, but now we're going to put you in a school amongst other students that are all learning that at the same rate. And so we're all going to have to like just preschool it a little bit and just yeah. be like, okay, where am I at? How does this work? And where is my place in that? And like you say, like where, where do my needs start and end? And then w- what are the needs and the requirements of the whole and how does that work together as opposed to opposite? So maybe we can coin next year as the, the year in preschool or kindergarten. That's so cute. I love that. It's very much very preschool year. I think so as well. And just when you were saying that, I was also remembering something else I wanted to say of next year is that there's a lot, there's there's almost no room for judgment next year. And that's another thing we're sort of getting into. It's very much maturing into our next stage of evolution as people. Um, as people, individuals, but also like humanity. And I think as well, we can look at it in the preschool thing that you were just saying, that example, it's like, oh, well, why why is he wearing a red shirt? It's like, yeah. he's wearing a red shirt. It's like, well, I don't wear a red shirt. It's like, that's okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, as grownups, I think with, um, yeah, with the North Node in Aries, which means the South Node, the volume down button on the lower, you know, the lower octave of, Libra so the left healed version of Libra is what we're wanting to move away from which can be very judgmental very like everything has its place everything needs to look like it has to look um we're moving away from that into it's okay for everybody to be individual it's okay for everybody to live their life as it's meant to look for them as long as they're not hurting anyone and then at the same time with um Saturn in Pisces it's all very very much about acceptance openness it's all going to be okay we can all do our own thing and work together while doing our own thing. Huge shift in the planet. And, I mean, astrologists, um, spiritual people, intuitives have been talking about this time in particular for decades upon decades. I almost feel like this is a big statement, so, you know, digest it with however much sugar you want. I almost feel like this age is, um, and it's not me just saying this, is the age where humans are either going to survive or completely obliterate ourselves. And so it can be scary in that sense, but if we're able to thrive, if we're able to do exactly what you just said, 
be out, know who we are, do that respectfully and beautifully as service to the world, yeah. allow others to do the same, we will always find common ground and a way to move forward together. But we can't do that unless we know who we truly are and be okay to completely embrace it whilst also not judging others, embracing theirs, key ingredient, whilst not hurting anyone, obviously. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, but I do feel like there's that, I, I don't know if you can feel it too, there is that less attention for me just in the air of where right you're wrong. And more like, oh, that's how you do it. That's, you know, this is how I do it type thing. Yeah, um, I'm hope, I hope so. And I hope that, you know, it's going to get you know, even more so and less of a divide in all the ways is what sort of Saturn Moon. Pisces is really kind of wanting to bring us all together. And remember, it's so okay for you all to have your own individual ideas and beliefs and whatever, but you don't have to hate each other for it as long as it's not based in hate. <laughs> Yeah, so we're always talking about uh, pure alignment here with light. Beautiful. What else? Um, okay, so the lightest, most fun, because uh, it's all been a bit heavy, um, but then, of course, because, you know, the universe loves us, everything is balanced. We then also have Venus in Leo for five months. Venus in Leo. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the beauty. Oh, my God. If you, wanna, if you want, like, plastic surgery next year is probably the time to do it. It yeah, sounds to me like it's going to be all about, like, putting it out there. Yeah, not during the retrograde part, though. So wait till yes. it's... <laughs> yes. So there's a Venus retrograde in Leo, so it's going to spend about a month being retrograde, but for the rest of the time it's going to be going direct. So that's very exciting. So what's it going to feel like? What's that energy going to bring for us? Okay, so as well with Venus, I when we have Venus transits, I do want everybody to look at the Venus um, the Venus mm -hmm. section, sorry, the, the Leo section of your chart. Yeah. Um, so if you have any placements in Leo, even if you don't, you still have a house that's ruled by Leo. Um, yeah. So look at that, and that's where there's going to be a lot of focus in terms of love, beauty, connection, play, art, all of that sort of fun, feminine kind of. Oh my gosh! I want to rush to my chart now and see which house Leo is in for me. <laughs> as soon as we hang up, that's what I'm doing. I think it's yeah. I think I can remember, but anyway. Oh yeah. no way! Can you? What is it? Um, so I'm trying, so I'm trying to like work backwards. I love um, it that Gabrielle knows me better than I do. <laughs> so you have Aries in your fifth, and so then that's sorry, I'm just quickly quick gonna count. Yeah. Ninth, it'll be in your ninth house. What's the ninth so house? Travel, play, um, learn. Oh my gosh, not even joking. <laughs> I just said to someone yesterday. There is something weird. I love stability, right? Yeah. It's my Cancerian. I love my home. I love like all of that. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want an eat, pray, love you next year. I want to spend three months here, three months there, three months there. I don't have the guts to do it, but that's. I just am craving that. That makes sense. That's amazing. Wow. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm probably not going to do it, but that makes sense. Why I'm feeling that way? No way. My I Lord. think. As well, I do want to say, with Saturn moving into Pisces next year, everybody honour your intuition a lot more, please, because if you oh. feel like those nudges, including you. If you're feeling I know, it says nudges, me. Oh, my gosh, pot kettle I black. I know. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it, I think you should do it because I think it sounds fun. Oh, okay. Can you, If you can just give me the money, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, 
<laughs> I may have got, done a little uh, extravagant trips this year. So I don't know. We'll, you never know, though. You never know if it's, you know, if it's meant to happen. Exactly. I absolutely believe that the way will be found for sure. Exactly. Um, so that's my, yeah, so everybody go and have a look at where um, Leo is in your chart for where you can be finding a bit more play, love, fun. It's all coming in and I'm really excited for it as well because Leo as in like, as an archetype is so playful so it's also so individual but it's individual in a fun way it's individual it's not individual in a way that's like oh I have to I have to be this person I have to be this person for xyz it's just like <laughs> and in that look at me energy as well it's like and all of us and aren't we having such a good time Love that. So what, I know people are listening to this say, saying to themselves, wait a minute, I'm a Leo sun or I'm a Leo rising. Will mm-hmm. they feel this more intently? I think so, yes. So you, it's with all of this. So if you have um, any sort of placements, they're also going to be activated. So if you're a Leo rising, you're probably going to be the people who at this point are going to be like, oh, maybe I should get my lips done. Maybe I should excite that. Um, which just don't do it in the retrograde, but otherwise, you know, go for whatever you want. Um, but because, you know, the rising is all about your parents, how you're first walk into the world. But also, though, this energy is coming to you. So it's not just like, oh, you know, I'm drawn to the youth going on this trip. It's also there is love to come to you from travel. And so <laughs> for Leo Risings, if you're feeling like, oh, I'm feeling this urge to you know, um, put my effort into my parents or, you know, do these sort of things. Um, there's also, you're getting a lot of attention. You look hot. We think you look hot as you are, <gasps> as well as you wanting to. Go, you Leo risings, Jella. And, um, again, if you have Leo Venus, same thing, you know, Leo, Leo, anything really. Like there's a, there's a positive influence and beautiful sort of influence on whatever placement it is. So if it's a Leo moon, um, maybe there's like more nourishing relationships coming to you. So like um, a bit of closeness in your family, a bit of like, oh, you know, just like our oh, energy and like your closer friends, all that sort of thing. Oh, if only surnames held the energy, you know? I know, I know. But you have a Leo Mercury as well. Oh, what does so, that mean? So I think that means that your voice and how you're expressing yourself and you know putting yourself out there is going to just um have a little bit of a gentle um you know I'm trying to think more loving kind of twist on it so you'll be the cast will start to sound beautiful and not so rustically put together (laughs) (laughs) maybe guys I'm going to be singing it I'm going to be singing no just kidding yes no Sing. The last thing you guys need in your ears. You'll be singing the podcast from Mexico. Oh, okay. Listen, if if I was in Mexico, I might consider doing it. It's all coming together. Love that. Okay. Any else? Anything else to look forward to next year? Okay, I think I've gone through a lot. I don't want to overwhelm anyone. Got it. So I think those are the main focuses. So again, um, I just want to yeah finish up by saying this is the people who I think um the most yeah so Aries Pisces Taurus um and then Leo as well with an honorable mention to Libra um any placements you have in these that's kind of you guys are kind of the main characters so if you're an Aries sun Pisces rising Taurus moon it's on for you next year but that's a good thing we're excited about that um it's all just going to be yeah just go with the flow listen to your intuition and you know 
ask yourself what can I do for the world not what can the world do for me and just see how good life can get love to end on that thought and that provocation I think that's really really beautiful and if we could individually make 2023 about that imagine what an amazing effect that will have on the consciousness and the people around us so if you haven't already I don't know why but if you haven't already go get your birth chart done by Gabrielle because you'll know then where all of this stuff is in your placements um if you want to check in with gabrielle to see what planets are returning to your personal chart this year you can order a planet cherry report all via the lightpathcollective.com that's where you find her but as always thank you so much for your beautiful energy and your insights and really translating the energy that we exist in in the skies for us thank you so much Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.